This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show! Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> we could just be duh. Like just D A A H. Duh. Yeah. My last name's Robinson and my bright intelligent high school buddies that I used to party with shortened it to like R. Yeah. Because we couldn't say the words. Robinson? Robinson. Yeah. Come up with any other. So just like R. Dude, are you kidding me? Your, that was your whole nickname? Yeah, that was it. Oh, that's that devastating. Like, hey, R. I'm like, that's not creative yeah, at all. You had some lazy friends. Oh, they I'd were say. not bright bunch. Yeah. Do you know what I call Jen? What? Because her last name was Toner, I started calling her Jen Toaster. And then I started calling her Toaster Strudel. Yeah. And now I call her Strudel Doodle D. Strudel Doodle D. That's the yeah, evolution of a nickname. Do. <laughs> yeah. Strudel Doodle D. Strudel Doodle D. Today's like her birthday. I know. I, I, I sent her a. Recorded, so we'll just leave that part in. Please. Oh, did you record it? Yeah. She's a hero. Nice. I, yeah, totally. We need to have that sound bite so we can send to her. Please oh, do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She's one of my. She's like, worth it. She's one of the most prominent people in my life. I love oh, her. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's an awesome human. Hell of a person. Well, and you know what? She says you're a hell of a person, so well, that's, that's why you're here. Kind yeah. of her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she said some other things, but we're not going to talk about that. That's fine. I'm yeah. sure there were lots of things said. <laughs> she didn't say anything. Around. Just Mostly that you were that good I'm just, shit. like, devilishly witty and, like, I have a great tan. <laughs> you're kidding. super handsome. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. My mustache my isn't mom, weird at all. <laughs> my mom likes me. <laughs> yeah, she dresses me funny. She thinks I'm handsome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ready? I'm ready. Cool. You? Tonight's guest is Nikki. Hi. Yeah, you can wave because there's no cameras. <laughs> yeah. We airwave. Hello. Hi. Hi. T- Nikki, take it away. Tell us about yourself. And of course, along the way, I might ask some questions. But. Okay. Well, uh, as it stands right now, I'm like pretty average. Nothing really of interest. Mm. I, uh, I'm like a grateful, playful person. Um, what I do for work work hardly work what mm. i do to like survive yeah. uh is like i teach movement i am mm. like I, I work in the movement world i teach yoga and meditation and primarily mobility mm-hmm. right now i work with people from like you know completely immobile from injury all the way up to like turbo athletes mm. mma fighters kind of things yeah. um and i kind of just I, I think ultimately my goal and what i've what i've 
turned my, my personal practice and understanding of the world and anatomy and movement culture into is just I, I try to embody people because I don't forget what it feels like to not be in my skin mm-hmm. and, and especially not in a happy, healthy way. So yeah. as I am right now, I'm like in like a really like kind of actually profoundly beautiful place in my mm-hmm. life. I feel um, fulfilled and in love, in love yeah. with myself, in love with this life, mm-hmm. even while things are incredibly difficult and yeah. unpredictable but that's just what it was in the first place so i don't know it was always surprised. that way yeah yeah that just is what it is so uh yeah i, I like i've been through some things mm-hmm. for sure um like so, everyone else totally so why don't, why don't you take us back tell us what it was like to be a kid where you grew up uh, i grew up in calgary um sweet little city were you I, born here too born and raised yeah wow. so like i've left and come back a million times yeah i'm like oh i'm gonna bugger off and go traveling for a year and then come back and work for just a little bit and then i'm gonna go buy property in mongolia uh which never happens because oh. this is a pretty sweet I, spot i thought the story was gonna go to mongolia which now i'm fucking sad and maybe someday it will <laughs> honestly i might be herding goats there in the next five years like in this life everything is possible <laughs> i sure hope so if all other occupations fail i'm just gonna grow a beard so Whatever. Well, you already got a mustache, you said. Yes. Yeah. In the right lighting. It's very, it's like in the right, present. In the <laughs> right lighting. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I can't see your mustache. You said you have Thank one. you for your support. You're you can welcome. follow me on Instagram to check out my mustache. Totally. And the beard progress. Mustachioed lady is what yeah. it is. Mustache. I'm just kidding. That doesn't exist. Um, childhood. Okay. So um, I grew up like I'm an only child. Very much an only child. Mm, what does that mean? Like, I'm like a highly social introvert. So, like, ah. I had a million and one friends as a kid, but yeah. low-key, I just couldn't wait to go home and, like, mm. I don't know, pick my nose and play James Bond with myself. Yeah. Um, I I have two wonderful parents. Um, I would say that my upbringing is, like, a little, a little, uh, it's, like, a little heavy. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, for sure, like, some underlying yeah. stuff that happened in, in, my, in my youth. Um, and it wasn't to me or at me or about me. And so years outside of it, mm. I recognize and can appreciate that my parents were just two people that haphazardly brought me here. Mm. Luckily, I'm, yeah. I'm profoundly grateful to exist. I'm, I'm having a great time now. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird childhood. Um, I think that my parents would not like to know that I, I, I see it as such. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of communication around the like severity of what the situ- situation was or the trauma mm-hmm. that I experienced. Um, but I don't resent them. Like I say, like, yeah. I, I think that they're like incredible people. So it was kind of like, I was an only child and I was, it, I was kind of like free range. My parents were, um, they were involved in alcohol, like mm-hmm. uh, mm, pretty heavily is an understatement. Um, a lot of alcohol in my youth. Uh, so then my mom remarried and my dad kind of became a little bit estranged for a few years, um, which I think was the best option for them. It was hard on me, but yeah. I, I'm stronger for it now. Um, my, my mom and now stepdad, who I love and adore, we didn't start that way, obviously. My mom yeah. remarrying when I'm 12 years old and like moving me to a new corner of the city and mm. then me going to a new junior high was a lot. Um, and there are things that my parents don't know about that time. Like they were still drinking and uh, I, I got into the sauce a bit. Like I was like drinking at school. Mm. It, like it just kind of happens, right? Like yep. it's like almost an inevitability that we just like find our way. Um, but I kind of got into party culture and I started dabbling with like psychedelics, um, which 
opened all sorts of things inside of me. Surely does. Um, yeah, and then high school was like, I don't know, I think I just hung out and listened to Tool and like wore a toque regardless mm. of the temperature. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you were one of those kids. Oh, I was absolutely that yeah. kid. I was that kid on the bus that was like, just like um, the lateralis. Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah, that was like my jam. And I think I had it on repeat on my disc, man. Just so swing like, on the spiral, man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I grew up, like, honestly, I remember just, like, being debilitated by depression and anxiety mm. and, like, being very much on my own. I was, like, I, I, I honestly don't remember the feeling of feeling good. I remember being yeah. afraid a lot, being uncomfortable. Uh, being a teenage girl sucks. Like, I can't imagine what it's like right now, honestly. I, I have no concept of it at all, but, like, how hard was it? It was, like, the worst, because, like, not only are your hormones all over the map, mm -hmm. but I, I uh, with the depression and anxiety stuff, I started to do like self-mutilation stuff mm -hmm. and, and I was drinking and I was smoking a lot of pot, which do isn't good for a forming brain mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Like uh, you can I've, dabble, I'm sure. Like yeah. have your glass of wine, have that joint on a Saturday when you're playing at the park, whatever, mm -hmm. get after it. But I don't think that for a developing brain, it's a, it's a, a helpful tool. Yeah, and I think this, the science shows that too. Yeah. Like the science shows that in, in terms of certain age groups, it does have an adverse effect or can potentially have more of an adverse effect. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I often wonder if like through that chunk of my life, would I, I have no regrets in this life. Like mm. truly, I, like I say, I, I, I'm stoked that everything that happened did as it did because mm -hmm. I wouldn't be as I am today. Um, but I, I certainly think that it was like, I kind of just let her buck and, mm. uh, I, I, I was not in control. Mm -hmm. I took a lot of antidepressants. Like I was put on Prozac at a young age. I was taking Ativan for wow. like anxiety attacks. I had disordered eating, which is something that I'm only just now <laughs> in my ripe old age of 30 addressing. Mm -hmm. um, which You're is not funny. alone though, right? Like no. E oh, eating so habits no. of people, like we're doing a, um, a video on eating disorders this weekend. Okay, a presentation right and it, it's so difficult to actually identify it because it's food mm -hmm. right yeah and it's just laying around in front of us and we have to have some and yeah and yeah. and some of it's awesome for us some of it is not there's like a physiological experience a mm -hmm. mental emotional energetic experience that comes along with food mm -hmm. and uh, so through high school I like I had the black eyeliner and I I would like eat a bagel and throw it up and then not eat for a couple days like you know just like mm -hmm. I think what was happening in my youth and this is my experience of growing up is like until I got to a point in my life where I recognized that I'm not in control here. Mm -hmm. Like, and that could be you put it in something else's hands, like make yeah. it sacred, give it to God, give it to somebody, mm -hmm. give it to the universe, like Allah, Buddha, whoever you mm -hmm. want to talk to, like that's yours to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think that for a long time I was just tr in search of some kind of control. Mm -hmm. Which, how do you establish that when you're a teenager and you're literally flailing and yeah. like, I'm waiting for my boobs to grow in and mm -hmm. all my friends are like, I don't know, like shotgunning beers on the weekends. <laughs> like that's, it was just bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never was a part of any teams. I really, I was like a keep to myselfer. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of interesting. Cause like now you do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like athletically drowning in people yeah. and I keep myself <laughs> very much, um, I think now I'm satiated by mm. meaningful interpersonal relationships and, and playfulness, like mm -hmm. being active and doing yeah. things that I know are inherently better for me than some of the things that I was doing in my yeah. youth. Yeah. So that was my youth. 
that'll mm -hmm. take us to college, let's say. Fair enough. Sounds <laughs> good. Did you, when did you meet Jen? Uh, I met Jen uh, through a mutual friend, probably in my early 20s. Okay. So at the time, she was, she was seeing a friend of mine, and I, I was with someone from 13 to 23. I had the same boyfriend. Oh, wow. We like grew up and bought a house together when we were 19. He's a wicked dude. We're actually still great friends. Yeah. Um, you would be good friends after that much time, I think. Yeah, it's like, are we siblings now? Like, yeah. our moms still talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had to share dogs and vehicles and, like, things for a mm -hmm. long time. Um, yeah, so I, I would have met her then, and we would have been in a totally different position yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Totally different people. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine what she was like. Yeah, like, we wow. were just different. Yeah. So different. And we've grown a lot into ourselves and then into, like, I feel very fortunate to know her, honestly. We... Mm -hmm. And she tells me all the time, like all the things that she does that like were my influence on her. Mm -hmm. Like she went for a hike and then she foam rolled after. And I was like, yeah, good. Yes, good. That's <laughs> what I need of you. I need you to do that kind of self-care mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I feel very grateful to still have her in my life. Like no the, the evolution of our personalities, I think, has been fun for both of us to watch. I bet. Yeah. 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 So what do you do? Like, so you... You teach movement, like yoga and meditation, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so how did you get into that? Like, what got you into that? And also, as I found out before we started recording, mm -hmm. you're like an MMA fighter, even <laughs> though you haven't fought yet, but you train, right? Yeah. yeah. So you haven't had like a fight on the card, I guess is what you call no, it. No, no. And I don't know that, uh, I don't know that that's ever going to be my thing. Yeah. I'm like the least competitive person. Like, do I want to punch people in the face? This comes from a very loving place. I swear. Like you have to see it. I have peace signs up. Like I'm like love over war kind of person, but it kind of, I think. Can you just hang on one second? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not right now. Can I bring them in after? Yeah. I'll bring them in for you. I'll bring them in. Are you sure? Yeah, for sure. If you just line them up, we'll bring them in. Splendid. Yeah, no problem, Paul. Splendid. Sorry, sorry about that. Good word. No, that's fine. You do. I don't remember what I was talking about. No. I, so, like, while I love the idea, I think of you wanted to sign like, up for an MMA fight. That's what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign me up for my first title fight. I, like, Your title fight. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I don't even know what I'd weigh in at. Like, I'd have to cut. No, I'm. That's, I, I'll probably never actually scrap. So, yeah. so how I ended up like, let's, okay, so we'll fast forward yeah. to like, so I went to college and I, I, I started working in the dental world pretty mm. early. So I was like suddenly earning a salary while everyone else still has like four years in their degree. I was like earning a living wage and had a mortgage and mm -hmm. a truck and a boyfriend and dogs and like responsibilities, which everyone is like taking the next logical steps. I'm like, don't do it. It's a trap. Yeah. Uh, just lay your hair down and take off running into the woods. Um, do it. Run away. Run, <laughs> just take off running and hope for the best out there. So I, um, I, I worked at the bar and I worked in dental and I worked doing heating and air conditioning with my ex and I just like, I kind of was just grinding. Mm. And it was like, I think that because um, that was like the thing that you thought you should do, I was like, oh, mm. I'm clearly killing it. But like, I was so depressed. And, and I, I, I've apologized profusely on so many occasions to the person that I was with at the time because I can't imagine what it would have been like for him mm. to see me. Like, I was so sad that I would go to work and take Ativan to get through a day. Mm -hmm. Like, that would mean, like, I'm, like, dosed for the day. And I'm, like, faking my way through patient interactions. And, like, mm. it was, like, I was suctioning pus out of people's skulls. And I was, like, I'm, I hate this. I legitimately mm. hate this. And, like, I have these two dogs that are waiting for me at home. And I just work all day to pay a mortgage to have like a nice barbecue and a fancy truck. But like, is this living? Like, is this it now? 
So I did that for a few years and I would like, I was doing a lot of drinking for sure. I was drinking every weekend, probably to the point of getting sick almost mm. every weekend. Like, you know, like too You were much. trying to be an alcoholic. I was trying really hard to be you an alcoholic. You were shooting for it. I was aiming. I was, I, I was <laughs> heading there. Um, and working at the bar was like probably like one of the most unconscious chunks of my life mm. because I remember just being like baffled by especially disordered eating stuff. I think that that one, it was really prominent um, because I was seeing like, I mean like that kind of culture, I, I, I still, I still can't wrap my head around it. I get it. We all got to like go out and like have the beer on the patio. But like, mm. as I stand now, I, I, I feel less like myself when I put on a mini skirt and slop on a bunch of mm -hmm. mascara and go out yeah. than I do when I'm wearing sweatpants and a bun and I'm mm. like holding my friends down, choking them. Yeah. Sport related. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Kind, <laughs> kindly. <laughs> sometimes it's just the way we, they play. Sometimes somebody tries to take my purse. I'm yeah. sorry. You asked for it. That's right. I'm just kidding. That never happened. Um, so I, it's funny. I wish there was a story about that though. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'm just there. thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. And then, and then we'll See you choking some dude channel. out. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like some small little lady ended up breaking some guy's arm when he tried to take her purse. Um, <laughs> so... So like this was like a couple of years and like I remember working and I would like have these wads of cash and I was just blowing it shopping mm. and I like I had stuff like I had mm. things and it probably looked kind of good from the outside but on the inside I, I legitimately like I was so unhealthy that I would like wish for horrible things upon myself mm. like just mentally unstable unhealthy flailing um, it looks like you have it together right but I think mm. that that happens more often than not that like way more often you're represented you're representing I should say yourself yeah. in a way that would be perceived by others as like they've got it all mm -hmm. but the inside doesn't feel that way no match eh? it doesn't match so I, um, I I had obsessive compulsive tendencies and disordered eating and mm. depression and anxiety disorder um, and this is like diagnosed later in my adult mm -hmm. life, even though I had been on Prozac in my youth and that. And uh, I, I got to a point where I was like, so, so like we were the first kids to own a house in our friend group. So we yeah. had loads of house parties and like my house had to be so particular. Like it was so clean that it had mm -hmm. to look like no one lived there. And my home is still that way, but now com it comes from a place of pride mm -hmm. before it was like just that control yeah. element that I was talking about. Like I'm out of control. So what can I control? Well, it's like my environment, mm -hmm. how much I drink, um, who I hang, how much money I earn, mm. you know, like you just kind of find these things to, to, to satiate yourself or to call nourishing and they're not. Yeah. So I, um, my, my ex, uh, bless his heart for being so patient and still being a great friend of mine. Um, he will forever and always stand out as like a very important, mm -hmm. prominent man in my life. He, he took over his dad's heating and air conditioning company and he took care of the heating system at a hot yoga studio. Mm. And I went in there with him once to check on the boiler system. Yeah. And I walked in and I think that was the first time I'd ever been in a place like that. And I, mm -hmm. so I, I would have been like maybe 21. Um, and I was like, Oh, you can feel like this. Mm -hmm. Like this is like serenity. Like this is yeah. like max chill. Like I didn't know that you could go into a place and take a deep breath and someone would hold you accountable to it and you could leave feeling better because mm -hmm. until that point I was just like, I don't know, grinding my teeth off at drum and bass festivals, <laughs> like, and, yeah. and, and like just sauce and hard. Right. Um, and so I, I made the joke that day that I was like, it could be sweet to live a life like this. Like, mm -hmm. like the lady at the desk didn't have shoes on. Um, and, and then a few weeks later I was like, I was at a really bad spot, like at work, I worked for a dentist who was so mean. He was like, 
atrocious, like mm-hmm. just a horrible person, actually. Like I feel, I feel sad for him because it's not me. It's not him. Yeah. His life just doesn't feel good. Yeah. He doesn't feel good. So he told me, um, we were doing a surgery, an oral surgery, and that's what I kind of ended up um, getting more, more into. And he told me that I was so stupid I should kill myself. Wow. And I had already had these, like, this self-mutilation stuff. Mm-hmm. I was already kind of drinking to, like, on that edge. I was always on that edge of just, like, I was super down to not be here anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was wishing for it, but I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And uh, that day I went home and I, like, I took off all my scrubs at the front door because that cleanliness thing. And I just, like, stood there, like, completely naked, barefoot in vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I told my, my then partner that I was, like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Mm. Um, And so we ended up booking a private yoga session with a teacher who is still in this city, who's like a beautiful mother of two children. She's an exceptional human being. Mm. Like I've probably never met someone as eloquent and sincere and thoughtful as her yet. Cool. She's incredible. So she taught me. I did privates with her. um, And I, I think for the first time, really ever in my life, because I was never active, I was Mm -hmm. never, I was never cued to breathe. I was never taught that. Um, yeah, I think for the first time ever with her, I took like a slow, steady, mm-hmm. rhythmic breath. Um, and then everything changed. Everything changed. It was like, and it's not that yoga is medicine. And I, I think that we've kind of bastardized what that practice looks like. But mm-hmm. she taught from a very sincere, philosophical place. It wasn't anatomical. It wasn't exercise. It wasn't fitness. Mm-hmm. It was like what it feels like to just be a person. I was going to say that's very like deep, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, very profound. And yoga yeah. has been medicine. Yes. Yes. Like, up until, like you said, it got bastardized a bit for, it did. for us North Americans, but totally. Yeah. And I, regardless, and, and like, I, I think there was a long time and even still some days I feel mildly defensive of the mm-hmm. practice yeah. because I'm like, this isn't respect. It's like the same way that I've approached martial arts now, yeah. like later in my life. Like I, I look at martial arts as this like discipline, this old mm-hmm. science that like it works. It works to understand your body relative to someone else's, to, to know where your weight is. And, and, and yoga gave me that first, but mm-hmm. now I can apply it to everything. Yoga was like my first taste of feeling steady, mm-hmm. right? Just like knowing where I am from my fingertips to my toe tips to the crown of my head. I was like, oh... Yeah. You can feel good in here because until now, I'm like, I hated myself. Mm-hmm. I hated being in my own skin. I was horrible to myself. Um, so then it kind of evolved into like, I was just, I ended up working at the desk. I worked as the desk girl. And then I did um, the adjusters training. So then I was in the room with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the teachers became my friends. And then I had this like, this circle of influence that was like gracious, thoughtful, embodied strong loving human beings and until Mm -hmm. then like I had only been with like high school grubs that like they weren't bad kids but it was like I mean we were just like stoner skater kids Mm -hmm. um yeah and then all of these people like if it weren't for there's like a handful of people whose names I could rattle off but they have fully like lit me up and held me to my highest integrity over Mm -hmm. and over and over again and if it weren't for them I think I really could have Mm. I could have gone so far south, like yeah. in the worst possible way. I, I don't even know if I'd be here. That's probably possibly true, right? Yeah. 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 With like the depression and anxiety, there were days, there were days yeah. and there, there were, there were thoughts and there were, it gets pretty dark, but that's a later. Aspect. Yeah. But you're, you, you can't, you can't overstate the connection to humans, right? That keep us from taking our lives. Cause I have depression as well and have had it forever. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, 
it's important it's imperative to have those kinds of people yeah. around that are going to hold us accountable non-negotiables yeah yeah we Absolutely. need to have meaningful um, relationships in which we're heard mm-hmm. and seen and valued yeah yeah that's like that's the saving grace and so I made these incredible friends and then I did I, I meditated um, quite a bit like there was a man that was teaching there and he's he's the funniest man he he was the guy who told me to taste liver for what it tastes like or to feel cold for what Mm -hmm. it feels like and um he took me on a meditation walk one time and I just like I learned so much from this man because I could see that he was like present and embodied and Mm -hmm. soft and at ease and I was like oh god I would scalp a baby to feel like that (laughs) (laughs) like stomp on a kitten like I was in such a place that I was like I'll punch a kitten man (laughs) yeah literally anything um that's going to hurt somebody's feelings, I'm it. sure. I love but it. it's my devilish wit, right? Are you kidding me? The, the episode that's coming out tomorrow is we actually, the, the person and I talk about how to show compassion to pedophiles. So right? obviously this won't be the worst. This, yeah. Killing a baby's fine. Yeah. Right? Totally. But showing compassion to pedophiles, that's a problem. I know, but like <laughs> having a sense of humor is like everybody's butthurt about everything right you gotta now. You've got to have and I'm one, like, yeah. that we'll get there. Yeah. So I think... Um, Everyone's butthurt about everything. I love it. <laughs> Truly. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, if you just turned off your phone, you probably have nothing to worry about. Totally. Yeah. What, how I, what I really appreciate is that I, I can tell you spend a lot of time around men. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and yeah. men that, that are open with you, right? They obviously trust you because yeah. you talk like them. Oh. <laughs> my, my mom said the other day, she's like, did you know that your boyfriends all along the years have always just kind of had a boyfriend in you? Because <laughs> like, like me and my dude now, like we go fishing, we go hiking, we go mm-hmm. kayaking, we go hunting. We just got new bows. We're mm-hmm. like right fired up about That's like awesome. carrying out our own animal and like having the sacred practice around like mm-hmm. what it means to take a life and how to harvest it and how mm-hmm. to... Yeah, feel the feel the whole feeling of. Uh, I think that that's an incredible, spir- incredibly spiritual um, process. When yeah. it's d- when it's done like that, when it's meant, when it's done sacred. Like totally. That. Yeah. If so, in this life, let's say fast forward, I, I I did a yoga teacher training and then I started teaching and everything changed. In that yoga teacher training, I I told my then partner that I was like, I love you, but I gotta go, and he was like, I'm yeah, please do like get out there because mm-hmm. I, I see you evolving into this new thing and like I don't want to be your dead weight mm-hmm. <laughs> and so lovingly and, and thoughtfully we actually went to our both of our sets of parents well my parents were married and divorced or divorced and remarried I should say and so were his so we had four sets of parents between us that had wow. watched us grow from 13 to 23 and we yeah. went to them holding hands and we're like we're breaking up <laughs> we've <laughs> already put our house on the market and oh like, that would have huh? been a trip eh oh yeah <laughs> yeah really <laughs> consciously and I was yeah. like my parents divorce was like you know flying beer bottles mm-hmm. and then and then me and my ex we just like had this really loving departure um so it he kind of sent done. me on my way it can't it, it yeah. can totally be done yeah. right I, there, I didn't hate him there was a love there yeah he's my first person i think all we got to do is get out of the way get yeah. out of the way right get out of the ego with get your stuff. ego out of the way yeah yeah um so we split up and then I started teaching and then I ended up going traveling. So I, I went to Brazil for a couple of months to do my teacher training. And then I came back, sold my house, went to England for the summer, went to Mexico for the winter. Uh, just like kind of for the first time ever did whatever I wanted mm-hmm. in, in a way that like to everyone else looked like, like kids did that, you know, like people would like, they're yep. like, I'm going to Thailand uh, after high school. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to get a job, buy a house and then just like hunker down until retirement. And then I'm going to buy some shitty property at the age of 55 and then live in a trailer. Like that was like, I just had it that <laughs> yeah. way, like in Arizona, yeah. you know, like it's a good place, right? Make plans. That's mm-hmm. what I thought you had to do. So then I was just kind of like, 
for the first time I was living out of a backpack and like just right dirt bagging it and I like for the, I, I liked myself. I remember that was the first time I think I was like on a beach by myself in Brazil and I fell in love with myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, the skin I'm in, like all of this, like waiting for boobs to show up and like, do I need to glue shit on my head to be pretty? Like eyelashes and extensions and like junk. Do I need that? And then it was then that I was like, oh no, I don't. Yeah. No, I super don't. Cool. I, I was like embodied and came back and I started working at a private school teaching kids yoga. Mm-hmm. And, and That's like, awesome. Yeah kind of bananas like <laughs> I look back and there's, there's this experience I think that will forever and always stand out as like um there was nothing else like it in my life so so like I'm healthy I'm happy I've evolved into this like soft loving gracious mm-hmm. person that I didn't know I had the potential to even be upon arrival on this planet we actually are that we're mm-hmm. always like looking for purpose or meaning and, and we're like applying a meaning to things mm-hmm. unnecessarily but it's like you showed up yep. like that's a slow clap. Mm-hmm. Um, slow clap for just showing up. Yep. Um, and so, so I, I worked there for a couple of years and I, I learned more in those two years about life because of watching children and families and, and like um, just like the love mm. and sweetness that comes along with like, like the, the, the playfulness that is children. Mm-hmm. Um, I met someone and, and, and fell in love with, uh, like wildly and unabashedly just like threw myself into this relationship Mm -hmm. with this person. Um, And we decided to go traveling shortly after meeting. And so at the school that I worked at, uh, the principal, it was like I, my condo flooded in June. Um, That was like the year of the flood, but it wasn't because of the flood. My washing machine just kept filling for a day (laughs) and flooded my condo. So all my stuff was destroyed. And I was like, well, can't live with my mother again because I'll end up, um, you know, like mm. blowing my own brains out or so, hers or hers. I no. might've beaten up my mom. I don't know. Yeah, People get know. weird. So I, <laughs> that probably happens and I they, don't want to hurt anybody. No, feeling. of course. I'm not I mean, insensitive to it. The, the reality is it does happen. Totally. Yeah. And like, I didn't want to end up hating my mom mm. because we were in finally a good place. So, um, you know, I'm like teaching kids meditation and like I'm teaching them about their senses and being embodied and being in love with themselves and, mm. and all this playfulness and stuff. And I, I guess, because it was a small school, it was a private school, um, I taught kindergarten to grade 12. So I taught every kid in the building, and mm-hmm. I had a role in the office. So I knew the families. I mm-hmm. knew the name of your dog, cat, and your allergies. I knew why you weren't at school two weeks ago. I knew, mm-hmm. like, who your homeroom teacher was. Like, I was, like, I was in it. And um, I knew that I was leaving, and so I told them before school started that I would start the first two weeks, and I would, like, get everybody set up and that I was leaving. So it was, like, it was, like, one of my last few days at the school, and I'm in the office and I'm trying to get together fire, fire drill forms. Like you have to have an attendance list and, and like the teachers have to hold up a like, I got them all or I'm missing a kid kind of form. So I'm like printing things and laminating things. And the principal who is just the most wonderful old man, like he's like, he's like the dad I always wanted. Um, he, he was like, oh, I need you to come into the gym for a sec because the grade one teacher can't sit with the kids. And I was like, honestly, I can't. I have like a mound of things to do. Can you grab like a 12th grader to do it? And he's like, no, like you have to come in. I go in and the assembly was for me. Mm. There's 180 children plus staff in the gym, all sitting cross-legged on the floor. Oh, I could cry even thinking about it. Um, and they, the third grade teacher had a, had a dog and the dog walked in with my, one of my favorite kids. You're not allowed to pick favorites, but I absolutely did. There are some kids, like if ever they heard this, they'd be like, I know it was me. Yeah. I know it was me. Totally. I taught them knitting. I taught them yoga and knitting and like yeah. cartoons with me on Choice Friday and stuff. Um, 
so they had this dog walk in with this thing strapped to her back with one of my favorite kids. And in it was a letter from every kid in the building that had something that they remembered that was like, Miss Nikki taught me this, or I remember this with you. This is my favorite memory of us. And then um, the, some of the kids, grade five, six, seven, those kids, they they did. Um, they wrote me a letter, and it was in, in these envelopes to take with me traveling. Mm-hmm. And it was, open this when you feel. Open this when you feel sad. Mm-hmm. Open this when you feel tired. Open this when you feel happy. And, like, kids stood up and got to say, like, these, like, really um, thoughtful, like, it's like these children made like masterpieces mm-hmm. out of memories and, cool. and they like got to stand in front of each other and say it. And, and then the, the founders were actually like, they had become, I had become like kind of a part of their family because mm-hmm. I ended up nannying for them on the side as well. And uh, they gave me money to go traveling with. And then all of these kids and staff who knew me intimately mm-hmm. put their hands over their heart and like wish me well on Aww. my travels before yeah. I went away. And I was like, I didn't know until that I knew I could be loved. I had mm-hmm. already started to experience it and it was like evolving and I, I it got bigger and mm-hmm. bigger and bigger and it does all mm-hmm. the time. It blows my mind um, that I could be so loved. And uh, yeah, I went traveling for a year with this person that I cool. was in love with. And that was like pretty unreal. And travel ended up taking its toll on me. That was hard. Mm. Um, because again, there's like that lack of control that started to get kind of like hard on me. Um, yeah, the person that I was with at the time, he's also still a great friend of mine. He's, he's an incredible man. Um, yeah, we kind of went through it together again. So then Mm. the depression stuff crept back in, uh, inevitably, I think honestly, and I've had this conversation a few times now where it's like, um, it might be something that I deal with forever. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think there is a cure. I don't. I think yet. there's tools yep. and resources that we have available to us, and we can powerfully choose to 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 um, use them to navigate the experience. Mm-hmm. But it might just be something that I deal with. Yeah. And I've adopted that as like, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what we have to do, right? What other option have yeah. you? At some point, you either have to accept it, or you're going to keep being miserable. Totally, and shit's going to get hard again. Yeah. 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 I just have a predisposition to it affecting me more dramatically, maybe than some others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with it. it so it, it got kind of bad again for a little while. I didn't slip back into the drinking. I like, I had kind of abandoned like all of the, there was actually two full years when I worked at the school where I didn't have a drop of alcohol, mm-hmm. didn't smoke any weed. Like I had just left it all in the dust. It was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't for me. And I knew how shitty it felt to kind of yeah. the, 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 what I like to say is like put Vaseline on the lens, mm-hmm. right? It really blurs your perception and your awareness mm-hmm. and it, it just kind of takes you away from what is. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's like those can be fine if you're conscious about it. Like if totally. you drink a glass of wine on Sunday nights at your parents' place for dinner, like that's probably fine. Mm-hmm. For me, it turns into something that yeah. like it could be bad. That so I traveling understand. came back and then I just started teaching full time. There was like no other options. I just had to come mm-hmm. back and offer um, even when I was in a place of like uh, discomfort, mm-hmm. pretty profound discomfort. Again, yeah. like the suicidal stuff, the disordered eating stuff mm-hmm. that kind of came and went. Um, yeah. So that's been the last five years since, mm. since I have been up to just doing my thing, doing yeah. what I like. And it still comes and goes. Winter mm-hmm. this year was really hard on me, but yeah. Um, it was a tough year this year, hey? Lots yeah. Lots of depression. Like, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pretty, pretty difficult. And I think one of the things that I, I'm um, more aware, to, aware of on the outside of it, because I think now I, what, what yoga and meditation gave me, and, and, and 
I, I want for this for everyone, mm-hmm. for every human being on the face of the earth, just mm-hmm. for a half second to feel what it feels like to feel good, yeah. but not about yourself, not about the identity of I, not mm-hmm. me, not who I think I am, but my pulse, my breath, mm-hmm. my, my, um, my, my physical body. Like, um, and your spiritual one too, hey? Like, your spiritual, your mental, your yeah. emotional, your energetic bodies, all of those mm-hmm. things in, in like a perfect synonymous relationship, like symbiotically, they, they're, mm-hmm. all, they're all together. So one, one is, yeah. I don't know when in mes- Western science we were like, oh yeah, bodies and brains are like totally different entities. And yeah. like, I don't know where that line is because as far as I know, it's like in my bean, yeah. which is at the top of my torso. That's all we got. Which has limbs attached. <laughs> and I'm like, this is all I know. Yeah. Um, but I... <laughs> I, I know that what it gave me is like this this recognition of my impermanence that's mm-hmm. like while things are difficult and they will continue to be difficult mm-hmm. like at some point I'll lose my parents who I'm now very close to mm-hmm. um, I've lost I, 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 I loved someone and they passed away mm-hmm. kind of unexpectedly in a relationship a long time ago um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that yeah yeah like but it sticks with you yeah it does it, it and it affects relationships and yeah. like the, um, what I understand now, though, is that like this life is like it's so precious and such a it's like this evolving masterpiece mm-hmm. that like when I put the control, we'll call it in, in God's hands, mm-hmm. God, whoever you want to call it, whatever God is, whatever God is, whatever yeah. you conceive him to be her, it. Yep. I don't know what the rules are anymore. I like her, actually. I like all of it. Yeah. You do you out there. <laughs> I think when you put it in the, the hands of something else and you make it sacred, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I was going to come to with like yeah. the hunting thing is like when you make it sacred, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it does get easier. Yeah. It does get brighter. Yeah. Right. It, it can go one, it can go two ways, but when mm-hmm. I think when you like put it in a higher power, when you, when you can sit and steep in your humanness for just mm-hmm. a half second, be it that meditation that like, one of the things too that I think is really difficult is that we've taken meditation and yoga and we've turned it into a marketable, yeah. it's like a business, it's like a skill. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't expect you to, for the first time ever, sit crisscross applesauce for mm. like, cause I said that to children. Um, I don't expect <laughs> you to sit cross-legged and like, just love it. I love crisscross applesauce. Yeah, hands in your basket. <laughs> I don't spend near enough time around kids, obviously. Clearly, you right? might have to start squeezing them out or whatever. No. Buy them online. I think you can do that. Buy them online, yeah. Dark yeah. web. Yeah. Darkweb.com. <laughs> yeah, right? Because that's what I thought you were going to do to me when I came to this church basement. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to wake up in a tub full of ice with a gash in my side. And then I'm gonna, you, one of you is going to have to call my boyfriend and be like, yeah, sorry. Uh, she's at this hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in a hotel. She's you in the tub. You here. Yeah, she should be fine. She's still at Pulse when we left. She's got most of her organs still. She's yeah, yeah. Fine. She did break my hands, but yeah, uh, she broke both of them. Yeah, both. both strong as fuck. Yeah, I have these like crazy chimp hands from like I also like. <laughs> I really, really like rock climbing. It's yeah. been like a big part of my life. Oh my god, your hands must be like rocks. Then. It's absurd. Like, yeah, my dudes, like it's like kind of weird now yeah. that like, like I I could probably like pick up a tire with just like my fingertips <laughs> and like Hulk smash it through the wall. Um, Are you okay if he gets a picture of us? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I He'll probably take it while we're talking. I so. didn't practice personal hygiene today. Me neither. I never so, do. And I wear sweatpants for a living. <laughs> a living. This is how I always look too. So we're good. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Crisscross applesauce. You don't expect people to. Meditation. We have turned it into like a, you got to sit down, shut up and then set a timer for 30 minutes. And it's like, no, you don't. 
Yeah, you don't. Absolutely. You absolutely don't. You can make a meditation out of literally anything. Like yeah. I'm, I'm trying to now encourage it in others in a way that like I'm more patient and understanding now mm-hmm. because it took me a long time to see it for what it was. Yeah. And, and like the, 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 um, truly there's nothing else like it. You, mm-hmm. It's, it's humbling. It's, it's, it's a lot of things. spirit yeah. crushing. Yeah. It will light what you think you know on fire. Mm-hmm. You stand in one place for three hours of meditation and that will torch you. Mm-hmm. That, that will wreck you. That yeah. will, <laughs> um, there's like a, there's like a humble, a humbling experience that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like your meditation can literally be anything. Mine has turned into like, it was yoga, like mm-hmm. the, the physical practice of yoga, yeah. which is one eighth of what the practice is when mm-hmm. you look at the philosophy. And I, I, I embody that. I hope um, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately it's the goal to embody the philosophy that I personally hold in such high regard mm-hmm. as like what brought me to the place that I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can look different all the time. Like yoga isn't like a, it's not on a mat. Yeah. It's like, it's an outside thing. A meditation is not on a mat always. Yeah. It's not on a cushion. It's not with Buddhist monks. In it's Tibet. wherever you happen to be. It's, it's like, if you can close your eyes and take a deep breath, mm-hmm. you're, you're back. Yeah. You're in it. If you can take three breaths mm-hmm. consecutively, consecutively with the awareness of the anatomical experience of it and the, the recognition of the, the physiological mm. changes that it makes, you've meditated today. Yeah. It can be now for me, what it's become is like, I think people talk a lot about that flow state, um, is my martial arts practice, Mm -hmm. my mixed martial arts practice. Like I, I do MMA with my dude. He's like, we've, we had a rocky start because both of us, I think, and I'm speaking for him. I don't know if he'd love that, but, um, (laughs) that like we both deal with depression stuff because he has a trauma Mm -hmm. uh, that he holds in him that is from his experiences Mm -hmm. as much as I do. Like we all do, which should bring us to more compassion for each other that I don't know your deal, man. I know you would think we would be more compassionate. I wish we could, but everyone is just standing around with a picket sign on a soapbox, like with an inability to spare judgment, chirping what everybody else is doing. Oh my God. And it's like online. It's terrible, right? Like you can't, if, if there was no second chances in this life, I'd be fucking dead. Ditto. Right. Like, (laughs) and I've had more than two chances. So like when people cancel people out because they do something, one thing, like, and this might sound really weird. I wanted to actually run this by you guys. Mm -hmm. Actually, it popped into my head. So I'm going to ask you. So there's this guy who, who um, was riding his bike down the path and he spit on someone and, and made a racist thing. So, but here's what I'm getting at. He, obviously, it's racist. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that one bit. Mm-hmm. But why is it? Because he is, he, nobody's mentioning that he must be suffering. He's dying inside. Right? Like nobody mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, even when they showed his old tweets or whatever it was that they showed, mm-hmm. my heart was breaking for this guy. Totally. Because you could, if all you have to do is look at it for 30 seconds and realize this dude's in fucking trouble, yeah. right? If he, ends, if he doesn't end up dead by the end of this month, I'll be shocked. I don't understand. We have compassion for this, like the guy that drives his car into the fucking Capitol or whatever. And we talk all day about how much of a nice guy he was. Mm-hmm. But this guy, we demonize him. Mm-hmm. And, and don't get me wrong. I know what he did was wrong. Yep. I know that. Yep, I get is. that. But like, fuck. But how do you get there? How to get there? And yeah. like, seriously, where are we right now? Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a pandemic um, and nobody trusts anybody. Yeah. Right. Like if yeah. you don't know them, we don't trust you. Yeah. Right. Like and so this guy's riding his bike around with all the racial tension going on all across North America, all across the planet. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that it's obviously much worse down south. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, but like to me, I, it's I see a sick person. Like, I'm not able to see him 
the way people want me to see him. Yeah. You know, because we've, we've been allowed now to articulate when a white person kills a bunch of people, we say, oh my God, his mental health, he was so sad, mm -hmm. right? But we don't get that same diatribe after someone of color yep. does something, right? Mm -hmm. We don't. And I think that is still a problem with our media. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail it. I just No, no, I'm fully with you. And I think that that's one of the things too, that it's like meditation brought me to myself. Yoga mm -hmm. brought me to myself. And I don't mean the I. Yeah, right? I know exactly what you mean. I have an ego. Yeah. I have an ego, and that's the one that applies mascara still and occasionally washes her hair and, like, you know, <laughs> hopes that I look cute for my boyfriend when I throw on, like, a pair of jeans on, yeah. like, a special occasion, you know? Um, but the, I don't mean the self mm -hmm. that we see or that we hope to be perceived to be. Yeah. I mean the self that is biologically woven into everything that is. Yeah. The, 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 the component that we miss all the time is that we are deeply connected. Mm -hmm. We are not so separate. Yeah. Tell me where the lines of separation are and yeah. I, I'll, I'll, no I'll help you find them. Yeah. Like I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think where we're at now in this day and age without my practices, I honestly don't know if I could have done this whole pandemic thing mm -hmm. because I needed to be breathed. I yeah. needed to just let the atmosphere kind of press mm -hmm. itself into me in order to get through days sometimes, you know, yeah. like, I don't know if I was what was doing the breathing or if life just kept me here. Yeah. It's, um, but a lot of people aren't here anymore. Totally. And it's because yeah. we live in distraction culture. We're like obsessed with ourselves, the, the mm -hmm. idea of ourselves and, yeah. and our phones and who we think we are. And, uh, we, we, we've lost sight of the importance of just seeing our, each other mm -hmm. and, and seeing life for the good that it is. Like yeah. we heavily politicize everything. Okay. Everybody has their feelings heard about something. Mm -hmm. We're, endlessly judging and comparing and shitting on people mm -hmm. like we we ruin people yeah. and, and, and no one wants to be responsible for themselves there's such mm -hmm. a severe lack of accountability and integrity in the world it's right now. it's all on the fucking phone right it's all on the phone yeah. so you can sit there and chirp somebody for everything that they're doing yeah. behind the safety of your phone but i mean if you said it to my face or my boyfriend's face it might look it might look different if you said it to anyone's face right yeah it might look different yeah. it, it like I'm probably going to have a full-blown nervous breakdown if somebody tells me like all the horrible things mm -hmm. that I read on the internet. Um, actually, it's funny that we got to this place because uh, like media, like so even in the little world that I work mm -hmm. within and uh, because I'm not working right now, my industry is essentially closed. Sh it's shot. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know when that comes back and it's not yeah. necessarily that I want to get rich doing what I'm doing mm -hmm. either. That's not the plan. I, I offer from a, I hope um, a very sincere place is mm -hmm. how people receive it. I think it's a very like intentional place. I get yeah. the sense that you're very intentional. So yeah, yeah. I, I really, with my whole heart, I, I teach from a place of like, I don't forget what it felt like to feel like shit. So please mm. just, even if I'm just teaching mobility, mm -hmm. right, to MMA fighters, I just want you to know what it feels like to not feel scrappy for five minutes yeah. and like feel at ease, relax your traps, like mm. know what diaphragmatic breath feels like. Um, yeah, offering from this sincere place, but it's like, we're, we're, we're not taking good care of ourselves in the yeah. first place or each other. And yeah. we're, there are tools laying around all over the place, but we're, we're so attached to things that are so far outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to like the whole big picture and what I know now. I looked so far outside of myself for control, for love, for something, mm -hmm. for something yeah. that was, it, it, there's nothing that I need or want for, mm -hmm. right? Like there are days when I am, devastated yeah inexplicably devastated and i'm not okay and i i just want to be held while i scream cry into my pillow mm -hmm. there are others though where it's like something bigger than me it's like i can feel 
this happened yesterday. I, I, uh, we listened to a meditation in bed in the morning and I, I started to cry and it's gratitude cry. Cause mm. I have like, I have like 30 plants in my bedroom and my house is super clean, but from not an obsessive place from a pride place. Mm. And, and my sheets smelled good cause it was clean sheets day. And I like just before I even opened my eyes, I could feel like the warmth of a person next to me that I care deeply about. And my fingers and toes are all still attached and I get to go do sports all day mm. while I'm <laughs> flat busted, broke and like kind of mm. hungry. Yeah. I like, I was like, oh my God, another day to be me. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than me that I got to feel that, that, mm-hmm. that like what is the connection, the mm-hmm. what's good. And uh, I think we're, we're driving harder lines all the time. We're putting lines between ourselves and others. And uh, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Even today, my dude was telling me a story about um, a friend of ours who has been kind of like dragged through the rocks and belittled and mm-hmm. like taken advantage of. And this is a guy that, like, I know him at MMA. I know him at jiu-jitsu. I know mm-hmm. him as, like, a buddy that I roll with on the mats. And he was, like, um, my partner, he was, like, oh, it would have sucked if you were there because you would have cried when he started to tell you the story of, like, what he had just gone through. Mm-hmm. But that he was, like, he was, like, so the guy's saying, I just, I just need kindness out of people. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then I'm standing in the kitchen and he's telling me this story. I'm, like, oh, I love kindness. I love the world. <laughs> It depends where you look, mm-hmm. right? Like I yep. think that what meditation does too is it like, it's like a spotlight sense of awareness. And one of the first places to look is it's like to embody yourself, like what's a really honest and tangible representation mm-hmm. of right now. And it's like, yeah. well, my sense of smell, my sight, my taste, texture, like what can I hear? Mm-hmm. Can I hear all of the sounds in the room? Am I aware of the proximity between my, my hands and your hands? Uh, like in my periphery, am I aware of all the, like, can I see all the mm-hmm. things? It's like meditation teaches you to shine a spotlight in the right direction. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I can't stop my mind. Well, yeah, when you do, you're dead. Okay, yeah. that's your last day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it stops, like, you should be concerned. Yeah, there's something like, I think there's like thousands of thoughts that run through our head per second, right? Like, mm-hmm. we only grab the ones that seem important to us. And, and that's where you have a choice, right? Yeah. Like, the practice of meditation is like, you have a choice to like pick up the phone and keep doing the same bullshit you've been doing mm-hmm. or you sit still and you light it on fire for just a half second. So it's like the mm-hmm. perfect analogy. I feel like, and I learned this from a really great and influential teacher I've had is it's like, you're looking at a campfire and there's like the, the flickery part of the flame at the top. That's mm-hmm. like the thinking and engaging brain. There's not a lot of heat there, right? It's just mm-hmm. kind of like flailing and flopping, but you start to like move down and then it gets like a little bit. So it's like orange and then it's yellow, but then it goes blue. And then there's the embers. It's like mm-hmm. the embers would be the object of meditation. And that blue part of the flame is where the heat is. That's where you mm-hmm. want to put your marshmallow for just a hot sec to like cook it. Um, and that's where a lot of the bullshit gets burned off. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that sometimes means you're sitting for half an hour with your feet falling asleep. Sometimes it means for me now it's like getting smashed on the mats, mm-hmm. doing my sport of choice, you know, having <laughs> my arms and legs taken away to be broken by <laughs> a dude twice my size. <laughs> Lovingly, lovingly, um, yeah. thoughtfully with skill. Yeah, um, very much. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's crazy. Like I work with these like people and, and that's like another thing, too, is like we, our team, like this team that I'm a part of. Um, it used to be yoga. I was my own team. Mm-hmm. Then I just found other dudes with discipline and structure. It looks different. It's kind of like violent yoga. We'll call it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, aggressive, yoga. aggressive, aggressive <laughs> cuddling. Yeah. yeah. Violent, <laughs> breathless. Uh, no, you still need your breath even in mm-hmm. those practices. Um, but I have this team that like, you look at us from the outside and it's like, okay, like a bunch of gym bros, like beefcake homies, but it's like, actually I could trust all of them to drive me home. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know their hearts. I know that they have children. I know that they have hopes and dreams. I know Mm -hmm. that they've been crushed. 
I know that they are human mm -hmm. and I see and feel and connect with their humanness. And that's what I hope for people that yeah. if anything is the road to recovery, it's just connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, right? for big time. Quit driving the lines of disconnect because that yeah. guy who went around spitting on people, who does he have? Yeah, I, I would guess he has no one. Probably nobody. And now probably even less. Yeah. Right. And yep, yeah, and he will further and, and because he doesn't have tools, it's like he's further isolating himself. Right. But he hasn't been taught. We, exactly. We exactly all need right. to be receptive and willing to be taught mm -hmm. that our way isn't the only way yeah. and that there is no right way, but there are, like I say, endless tools, just like they're scattered everywhere. Mm -hmm. There are meditation apps. There are yoga classes online. It doesn't even have to look like that. Like I say, like yeah. try something that's new to you that's hard on you mm -hmm. and that will be good because yeah. you'll connect to yourself in a new way mm -hmm. or make new friends. I don't know. If I, I think that's the beauty of doing something that we're not good at right away, right? Is that you do find out about yourself. You find out like, okay, wait a second. I was telling, or that we might be good at something, mm -hmm. right? But we never wanted to try it because it was like, no, my brain's telling me, ego's saying no good, no mm -hmm. good. But then you do it. And I think that's the key to, to meditation, to anything, right? Is just mm -hmm. to do it. Like you got, yep. find a way that works for you and do that, yep. right? Because um, meditation can be daunting. Like it was, I didn't start meditating until probably, I think it was about three years ago, mm -hmm. maybe four, no, four now. Because John's been, John's one of my friends and he, he's a teacher of it. Mm -hmm. And, and so he taught me cause I was not interested like until I met him yeah. and I realized, holy shit, there's something to this. Yes. Cause he, he was a hostile, aggressive man. And when you sit down and you talk to him, this was a long time ago. He mm -hmm. hasn't been that way for a long time, but, um, I could see how meditation helped with that, like root out the the dark because I know it does that for me right like if I sit yeah. and I make myself sit um, even if my brain's going crazy I'm fine with that I just mm -hmm. sit through it and allow the brain to go crazy because if it's going crazy it's the it, the mind, it needs man. to it it's has just, to. it's just yeah. fire yeah it's just doing what it's got to do yeah. right and it's interesting though over time sometimes like even just closing your eyes and you said it taking a deep breath sometimes that'll just like get me right out of the room like mm -hmm. I will literally just close my eyes and, and you know what? We have to do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. just like that. It's, it's yeah. that easy. Yeah. And, I, and that sounds so hokey mm -hmm. and like someone probably puts that on an Instagram <laughs> quote, like they quoted it and then a meme, like yeah. posted a nude about it. Um, but it is that easy. Like you're one mm -hmm. breath away from feeling a little bit better. It truly, oh, the way if you, you describe it. it yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like you're one breath away from just finding a little bit more ease. Mm -hmm. And, and if you can take that breath, not even take, graciously mm. accept because mm. you are being breathed. Isn't that crazy? Like the anatomy yeah. of breath, you are being breathed. I love it. I Unconsciously, love it. your body, parasympathetic nervous system function yeah. is like, yeah, we're breathing still. We're if good. If you can graciously accept that breath just for a half mm. second, you're here yeah. again. And it, yeah. it does just seem to get brighter. Um, there are going to be things that are going to be really, really hard on us. Mm. Really, really hard on yeah. us. Like the pandemic I know was really hard on a lot of people. I think that I have really great tools and great relationships mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, unpopular opinion, I'm actually selfishly having a great time. I'm yep. flat busted broke, but I'm spending so much time outside mm -hmm. and that's where I, that's where I prefer my time. I do yeah. hang out with a lot of dudes. I, yep. <laughs> like I, I roll with men. I, I'm like, um, I'm always around like a pack of bros that are just mm -hmm. down to like do my things, like go fishing and hunting yeah. and stuff, even hunting. Cool. Like that, right? That's going to yep. be hard on me yep. to, to take and pack out an animal and, mm -hmm. and have the experience of like 
the emotions that go along with it, yeah. the physical endurance uh, that come along with that. I'm someone's gonna have their feelings hurt, right? This that's okay. I know, right? Yeah. Like I'm afraid okay. to tell people that I do these things because yeah. I'm like it's gonna be like some someone that's. It's vegan okay if your feelings are hurt out there. It's okay. You're allowed to have totally. hurt feelings. It's not, not the to. end of the world. Yeah. I'm not trying to. No. I'm I'm trying to go out there and make my meat. <laughs> well, to, <laughs> my meat to follow, harvesting sacred. Totally, and to follow up on that, like so, honestly, I had never heard people talk about it so beautifully until I listened to a hunter tell me about it. Mm -hmm. And he's also a shaman, but he, he described it to me. I couldn't even like summarize it really because it was beautiful. And I, all I know is that when I left that conversation with him, I left there with a totally different attitude about my food, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't that I would felt guilty for eating meat or any of that stuff. I'm sorry out there, I, I don't. Yep. I don't feel guilty for that. What I, what I feel is a sacred connection to those animals now, mm -hmm. right? Because now when I, when I eat meat or something that comes from animals, I thank creator, mm -hmm. I thank the animal, mm -hmm. but I've learned that by being more and more connected um, just to different ideas about spirituality. Totally. Right? Yeah, because that once, that once the brain opened on spirituality saying it could be anything, yep. and that happened because of meditation, yep. so like it got me through all kinds of stuff. You just make it all sacred. It's, that's right, it becomes sacred, right? Yeah, yeah, food, like coming from disordered eating that I'm addressing now at 30. Yeah. Um, I, I was taught like through like, my family on one side is First Nations. Mm -hmm. um, I was so are you Métis then? I'm Cree. Cree. Oh, Cree. okay. Yeah, which my, my family on that side kind of, there's like some of us are connected, some of us are not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I think there's shame around it. I mm -hmm. think that my, I know that my family was abused yeah. and like, like my grandma was in a residential school kind of thing. Like it's, there was some pretty serious trauma on I that side. I just watched another video about the residential schools in the States today. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. It's so gross. Um, so that runs deep in my family. Mm -hmm. So some of us are connected, some of us are not. But I have an uncle who taught me that meat isn't meant to be pink mm -hmm. on styrofoam under plastic. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to eat food, like mm -hmm. food has power, like language mm -hmm. has power. Yeah. It's high vibration, like me... Uh, me and my dude, like he's taken this habit on as well, and I'm so so grateful for who he ha who he is. He's so receptive to doing this work with me. Like he's all in. We mm -hmm. we breathe together. We sit back to back and do Brahmari breath. Like mm -hmm. I'm so stoked to have someone to take part in this with me. But that's such an amazing thing to connect with someone about. Yeah, like right? he's martial arts and I'm yoga, and I think together we've got like it's really cool because I think partnerships require like a learning, and mm -hmm. we have so much to teach yeah. each other. Right? Yeah. You learn together, but when you have something to teach, I think that we're like very fortunate to have that. That's very cool. But, um, yeah, what was I talking about? What were, you, what were we talking oh, about? Oh, like meat. And meat. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, Thanks, we, we thank our food. Yeah. <laughs> thank you a bunch. <laughs> See, this is what happens. This is what happens. My friends choke me, and then the wow. next day I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, we I don't even food. have to have anybody choke me for that to happen now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we thank our food out loud. Yeah. And I think that, like, I bow my head in reverence to what is in front of mm -hmm. me because I don't know that I have all the skills that somebody who like has an incredible flourishing garden does. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if I have that. I can grow indoor plants, um, but I, I don't, I don't have tomatoes this year. Yeah. Um, someday I'd like to, but like, it'll be the same thing that I do when like I'll burn sage over the animal that mm -hmm. I take and I will do it with grace and like mm -hmm. intention and, and, and I respect nature probably more than any other person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I, I like, I can still be smitten with and brought to tears by a bee. Mm -hmm. Bee with like his little 
pollen all over the back, those funny mm-hmm. little beanies, like a little butt. Yeah, fuzzy little bee butts. Like I can still cry, <laughs> yeah. just in awe of of nature, and and I, I choose to make that sacred. Food is powerful. Mm-hmm. What we consume, the way we consume it, is powerful. Language, what we look at, where mm-hmm. our attention goes, is like we have a choice and. Mm-hmm powerfully choose it wisely yeah lovingly and powerfully choose it wisely for the sake of your greater good and and for the rest of Mm -hmm. us without it what is there yeah we're just all screaming yeah we're just a bunch of meat sacks screaming at each other right totally with our fingers in our ears and someone's trying to tell us it's going to be okay we're like (laughs) yeah Yeah. how dare you tell me it's going to be fine yeah yeah (laughs) it's like this this yeah the cancel culture and all of us being so attached and, and it, like th- this is i won't deny that it has its merits right because it I has think many it, merits yeah totally i think that yeah. it's like an awesome resource it is like the internet is amazing like you can look at other people's butts or you could read articles about things you know nothing about that mm-hmm. might bring you to a new understanding of yourself the world the way it works yeah. you know yeah we've absolutely got, we've got like the world at our fingertips mm-hmm. and instead we're just like not nah, cats and <sighs> cats and other people's buttholes yeah it, it's weird like meditation just became like it becomes such a integral important part hey of the day like non-negotiable yeah it's a non-negotiable for me too like Mm -hmm. it is absolutely non-negotiable because i know what i'm like when i don't yeah i am different yeah i'm different (laughs) yeah without my practices it's like and when you start to develop that like so in yoga philosophy there's um there's the koshas Mm -hmm. it's like the five kind of like components of like there's like the the physical body there's the energetic body the mm-hmm. emotional body the mental body and the blissful body and i won't say them in sanskrit because that's like a later you thing to look into but oh, um like cool. it, so they work synonymously with each other yeah right um the koshas and and that's something that like the the blissfulness kosha um and the the body like the the tangible like physical form body yeah. like we have this idea that like a meditation is going to bring us to God and mm. we're going to like, we're going to like, you know, <laughs> like lick the taint of Jesus. Whatever. Like we, we like, we have this thing in our minds that it's going to be so grandiose. But okay, you need to write down the time that she said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, cause it's probably awesome if oh, that's what you're into. <laughs> dude, it probably tastes like whatever you need to taste like. like sweet baby angel tears. I don't know. <laughs> Like sweet baby Jesus sweat, <laughs> sweet, sweet baby Jesus butt sweat. Okay, we're definitely gonna get in trouble for this episode. Someone's gonna get hurt. Oh yeah. But it's but if you can't make light of things, it's like well, <laughs> oh. you're probably always gonna feel like shit. Yeah. If you can't laugh at the fact that like I fall down sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if I cried every time I fell down, I would never stop crying. Right. Um. You can take that part out <laughs> if you need to. I understand. <laughs> Are you but, kidding me? We're leaving that in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm being unabashedly myself. I am that so means grateful some you are. are going to be yeah. not stoked, but I love it because it means it takes the attention off of me. Yeah. Especially <laughs> right? when you I go off about now. the church or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but whatever you think this grandiose experience is going to mm-hmm. be, it's not actually yeah. that. It's honestly just without it, I don't feel like. I'm here. I, you, you know what the magic of it is? Like when I think about it every day, and I do sometimes, I think the magic of meditation is being right-sized. It gets me right-sized. It mm-hmm. says, Dave, you're not the most important. Dave, you're not the only. You're not this. You're mm-hmm. not that. All the things that the ego tells us, the right? The I, I, I. The I, the I. That's right. When you yeah. say the I, I know exactly what you mean because that that I is always hungry, Yeah. right? Never satisfied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if a day go- happens, like a couple weeks ago, I... I just couldn't get in the in the zone. Yeah. Right? I couldn't get in the flow, I guess, is mm-hmm. what you might call it. And 
because I wasn't in the flow, I didn't slow down, I didn't stop and take my breath, mm -hmm. and of course, and not until I realized what was happening. Mm -hmm. About halfway through the day, I realized I'm just going after things. Mm -hmm. I am hurrying. Uh, hurrying, and all I want is something else, something else, yeah. something else. And I know that when I'm in that headspace, I'm totally in my ego, right? Because mm -hmm. it's all about self. Mm -hmm. It's all about filling that hole. Yeah. And of course, halfway through the day, I realized, well, I'm never going to fill that hole, man. Like, you got to stop. Yeah, you need to probably and, have a seat. Yeah, exactly. Take a seat, man. And I did. Take right? five. Yeah, but if I didn't learn how to meditate, I wouldn't know to do that. Yeah. Right? Like, I wouldn't know that it's really, like when I was in university and they tell you, you know, you, Dave, you sometimes, or they tell the students as a social worker, sometimes people are going to, like, require to count to 10. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, are you high? Like, mm -hmm. you actually want me to tell someone to count to 10? Mm -hmm. They're going to think I'm, like... A, I don't know, calling them names, calling them stupid or something, but they said, no, it works. It and does. I didn't realize it until it first had to happen. Totally. Like, Fuck, counting to 10. Yeah. It works. It does. Yeah. This is, so like we live in like, let's say like for most people, like I say, so now I'm at this place where I'm teaching people things. I don't mm -hmm. need to teach you. Um, I can't get you there. Mm -hmm. It is not my responsibility. Yeah. I can show you the tools. Mm -hmm. I can lend you mine and mm -hmm. you can take them home with you and, yeah. and, and, and make use of them. Um, I can facilitate an experience, but it's ultimately your responsibility mm -hmm. to have that, the, the integrity and the wherewithal and the awareness to bring yourself to that seat, mm -hmm. to that place. Yeah. Now, I, I, can, I can guide you there. And I, I, the first place to start is like being embodied, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that count to 10. Okay, so like now I like, I'm aware of my posture. I'm aware of the way that I'm breathing. Y we kind of live maybe just there. We're not mm -hmm. even aware of our ener energetic bodies yet. Mm -hmm. Then there's more beyond that. But so, so like they're saying the koshas, there's like those five bodies. The, 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 the fifth is the anandamaya kosha. Mm -hmm. That is the blissful body. Mm -hmm. That is the, the, the no understanding of separation body. That is that which is. That is God, whatever you want to call it, the mm -hmm. universe. You, you can label it whatever you want. And you can, if you're into Jesus, dope. Uh, like, sounds like an awesome person. Like his taint. The, t <laughs> and, and if you could, you would, right? Like, I bet it's great. Jesus, and, I can't believe I said that. Like <laughs> you got to take that out of there. <laughs> Fucker. I, people will get so butthurt, but it's like, I support you if what you're doing works and, mm -hmm. and you're happy and you feel yeah. that in that blissfulness body. I, I wholeheartedly, like, I will hold you up and I will mm -hmm. kiss you on the forehead and tell you, you're fucking killing it. Yeah. You're killing it. Absolutely. Have your thing. It can be your religion. It could be your friends. It could mm -hmm. be your family. It could be your sport. It could be your meditation practice. It could be journaling. It could be your therapist. I don't care. Yeah. Do it. Do it wholeheartedly mm -hmm. because that blissfulness kosha is something that is not so far away. Mm -hmm. It's not to be achieved through anything. Like, you don't have to, like, run to the Himalayas and shave your head and mm -hmm. wear orange. It's in a laugh. Like when you're having a legitimate belly laugh, mm. there's nothing greater than that, That's in my true. opinion. What else? Yeah. I, there's nothing to compare that feeling to. Yeah. That's right? very the feeling true. of like the warmth of another person, mm. being loved, being in love. I feel that way right now. Mm. I feel super in love in my life right now and with the person that I'm with. I feel very grateful for him and there's nothing else like that mm -hmm. and it, that, that in that I find blissfulness mm -hmm. right it's not like when I get to a certain like job title or when I have the certain things or if my body looks a certain way because that's a huge thing for mm -hmm. me um you know when I overcome depression or when I f fight this fight or when I figure myself what is there to figure out I get to have belly laughs I I, mm -hmm. I I'm 
fortunate enough that every day I wake up with my limbs intact and I live in a place of profound privilege and endless opportunity mm -hmm. surrounded by loving karmic individuals that want for me to thrive. Mm -hmm. I, I've already got it all, right? And you can find it in, in like the simplest of things. Mm -hmm. Truly like the flowers. I love flowers. I'm, I'm like my Instagram account is just a series of pictures of bugs and flowers. Mm -hmm. uh, I still, every, every time I'm with a flower, like it doesn't matter what it looks like. Even, I got gifted, um, handed some dandelions from a four-year-old and still I like with my whole heart, I feel in that blissfulness, mm -hmm. Kosha. Like it's like, that's all it has to be. If this life is like, there's not, there's a lot and not a lot to it at the same time. I Do you know you. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, I think that I was born with a certain number of breaths and I'm not in a hurry to use them up. Yeah. So I shit. slow it down and I let what's good be good. Mm -hmm. And I let the things that are difficult kind of like move with and through me. But I still, I'm ultimately, if I'm living in all five of my bodies, I can see things for what they really mm -hmm. are. And it's not about me. It's that this life is actually so good. Yeah. Regardless of circumstance, like you can make it. It's like, well, and let's be honest, there's one in, what is it, one in 700 trillion chance or something that we're here as we are. Right? I can't even remember what the number is. It's fucking absurd. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's and scientifically it's like, impossible that the three of us are sitting here. I know. Right? Not impossible, improbable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like in that, like you can sleep at night just being like, <sighs> totally. holy shit. Yeah. Lucky me. Like who, I honestly, if you'd asked me 10 years ago what I thought I'd be doing with my life, I would have had like very clear cut, like yeah. I would still be with that person and I would have this job and I would be earning this amount per year because I would have taken all of these courses along the way and mm. I'd have trucks paid off and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I am literally free balling it in my life. Yeah. I've got my free flowing pants on and like no underwear, I'm just hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. I am trying to take the pit out of an avocado, I'm wielding a knife and just like trying not to take off my hand. Yeah. That's like as good as it gets. That's as much as we can predict. Okay. And, and it's like, it's so, so good. And, and But that's why showing up is so important, mm -hmm. right? Like showing up for our life, whatever that looks like, whatever mm -hmm. the life is and, and trying. I, I know it's fucking hard to be intentional all the time, but like just trying. Oh like, yeah. Just yeah. trying to practice it, right? Because yeah. then eventually it seems to be the easier way. Yep. Right? Because it's much easier. Like what I've discovered, God, over three years is fucking unbelievable how much shit I've learned. Well, heard. I don't know if I've learned anything, but I've heard <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah. And lots of it good. Like, but uh, now I see I can't remember what I'm talking about. That happens to me all the time. I understand. Yeah. You were talking about the things you've learned. Yeah. Potentially over the years. Before that. I, I don't know. know where I am. <laughs> I know. Shit. We're all having the same moment. Eh? Like, oh, dude. Like. I haven't worn pants with a button in I don't know how long. I, I wish there was a camera on us so they could see literally all three of us going, what the fuck are we talking and about? And there's like a two inch gap between all of our teeth. Like, I know. Yeah, uh, heads pop back and we're just mouth breathing <laughs> like Homer Simpson near a donut. Yeah. Oh my God. I just, did you, oh, okay. I can't remember what I was fucking saying. So That's fine. I don't know. It doesn't either. matter. What, yeah. what were you talking about though before? Oh no, don't put me there. Yeah. I was just seeing if you Rude. remembered. If I'm you don't kidding. remember, it's okay. <laughs> no, no yeah. I don't. I'm lost. Um, I'm in the basement of a church as far as I'm aware. Uh, I know Somewhere in Calgary. Space, we're not even going to like. I can tell that if, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, uh, no. This is awesome. Does it I, really matter? I, you know, it doesn't matter at all. That's the matter. point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe one of those things that we can that's adopt kind of, as like a mantra. It's kind of what we were talking about was that, you know, really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it, it, what I, what I'm hung up on doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And, and that's one of the things that for me, 
when people come and want to work with me, I, I try to tell them right away. I'm like, hey, like, mm -hmm. if you want to work towards peacefulness, mm -hmm. then I'm the right guy for you. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go out and achieve and be like, a, yeah. you know, competitive and do all that stuff, I'm not the right guy for you. Totally. And the reason is, is because I don't care about that. Yeah. I can't be made to care about it. I've yeah. tried to care about it. Mm -hmm. like, but now I'm of, of an age where I just don't. I'm yeah. like, I'm not interested in whatever plan you have. That's great. I want you to have it. I want you to get yeah. it. Have your goals, have your that, ambitions, get so after fantastic, it. It's so fantastic, but that's just not me. I, yeah. I am all about, um, that's just what I was going to say. I, I've tried to be all about, I'm not perfect at it, obviously, mm -hmm. but I tried to get more and more um, into a space where all of those things can happen mm -hmm. around and it's okay. Totally. Right? right? We're entitled to our eccentricities. Mm -hmm. I'm the first person to acknowledge and accept my faults. I can be, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes I can be so negative and mm -hmm. so unintentionally hurtful because I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to drag people down with me. I don't mean to accidentally like not be so kind to yeah. the person that checks out at the grocery store that mm -hmm. does the checkout, you know, like I own wholeheartedly mm -hmm. the fact that I will inevitably screw up. Yeah. Right. But, but what good is it to sit and steep in the story mm -hmm. of your bullshit and, and, or like even in, like we victimize others because we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. We see in others something that we don't like about ourselves. Yeah. And so then we're looking to, to blame place and to find somewhere to put it. Mm -hmm. And that's again where it comes back to that, like find something bigger than you mm -hmm. to, to put it in the hands of. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it's why I can't condemn that kid on the bike. I just I can't. have no idea how much that guy's life has sucked uh, yeah. to get to that place where you could yeah. be to, to, to like, so I learned this from a teacher and this is like, this is probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And it, it sticks out. Um, anger is like diarrhea. Mm. Right. It's like when you have the squirts, this is from like an old person that's been teaching meditation for a hundred years and they just have to it. make it relatable. Right. Yep. Cause like, I think in the beginning when I started teaching <coughs> to like walk in and be like, okay, hello, I'm going to play a singing bowl. Yep. Fuck it. No, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to die. You're going to die. Mm -hmm. Let's sit down, shut up, take deep breaths and leave here ultimately feeling maybe just even a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be so grandiose. So this teacher now all these years later is just like cut the bullshit, tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's that anger is like diarrhea. And when you have the squirts, you stay home. Stay yeah. home, you wait it out, you drink some water, you might have like mm -hmm. some saltine crackers. And then you come back into the world instead of just going around with your pants down, splay, mm -hmm. splaying the world with your <laughs> shit story. And, and that's what like I think we could stand to all check ourselves. Yeah. It's like totally good. Instead of being the like <laughs> the shitty guy. Mm -hmm. You could just be the person that's like, oh, okay, like maybe I should go and look in my toolkit and be like, mm. maybe I need to call my therapist if you have access to that. Or maybe I could like watch cat videos if that's what grabs mm. you. Or maybe I could just go smell the flowers. Yeah. Or maybe I could call a friend who for sure can provide me a laugh, you know? Mm. Um, there's just so many better options. But, but that said, it's like I am very much empathetic too because... Um, I, like I say, I don't forget what it felt like to feel like mm -hmm. shit. I didn't have tools. No one showed them to me. And that yeah. wasn't anybody else's fault. That was, that was no one's at fault. It was just the way yeah. it was. That was just, and I'm very fortunate now in, in like in my early adult life that I found all these, these things. Um, but I can be so empathetic because of course there's a, 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 like a part of me that would like to just like, like, like Uchimata that guy to the ground mm -hmm. and then like smash his face because that sucks. You went and hurt people. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't change 
anything for either of us. Now I hurt too. Well, and, and, and I you, caused harm. yeah, you know exactly what, where I was going with it is that then you're hurt by it, mm -hmm. but then he's not helped by it. Nope. He's hurt further by it. Yep. Totally. Because the, the scars that that kid's got, any kid who does that has got scars. He's not okay. Yeah. He's not okay. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like meditation has definitely helped with that for me, like that compassionate piece, like over the last few years where part of why I feel like I'm learning so much is because that's happening mm -hmm. like every day where it's just like, wait a minute, like I'm watching this and I'm mad, sure, mm -hmm. but I'm not more mad than I am like concerned for this kid. Yeah. Right. And for the people who were accosted for sure, because they're, they're, they went through something because mm -hmm. being racialized is not easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, Obviously, I don't even know what that's like, to be honest, because I've never been racialized, right? Yep. Um, I've been called a cracker before, but that's because I was acting like a cracker most of the time. Yeah, it happens. Right? It happens. <laughs> but other than that, like nothing. So to, today, to me, that, that's a big, in my, in my life only, I can't speak for other people, but mm -hmm. that is one of the biggest um, blessings of meditation. And I'm so grateful for it, to, to have it change my mind. Right. It's it's a discipline, but people associate with it like people use the word discipline to describe something that's like it's like something's being taken away from them. And it's always bad. But it's always bad. Right. Yeah. But like I think that it's a discipline that like brings us to our greater mm -hmm. good and it makes you so powerful. Yeah. Like I, I honestly didn't know. And I, I think um, in the relationship that I'm in now, I've never been told the things that he tells me mm -hmm. because now I'm teaching his team and I'm teaching him things. And mm -hmm. he's like, you are so intentional and thoughtful with what you do. And like, I never thought I would be mm -hmm. that, but meditation showed me. And it's not about Nikki. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm a vessel. I just, I have a toolbox and I want to share it with you. I want to show you that mm -hmm. the potential to feel good exists. And it makes you this, like the kind of powerful that like empathy bears more, um, like weight and, and like, um, it's more like magnetic and, and, and it brings more light to your life mm -hmm. by being empathetic than it does to be judgmental, yeah. you know? And that's where like, if people want to get upset with me for some of the things I say on a podcast, you miss yeah, the point. Totally. I'm here to make light of this life mm -hmm. and I need to have a laugh because oh, otherwise God. I'm going to lay on my side and cry and wait for the world to stop mm -hmm. because it's fucking terrifying and yeah. terrible. And there are people out there doing way worse things than that guy. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I need to be empathetic. I mm. need to be playful and light. And that requires a discipline. It requires the seat. It requires my practices mm. to get me to that place. Otherwise, I'm too sitting here watching things go by on my Instagram feed, just being like, idiot, 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 idiot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like there's, there's, we have a choice. Mm. Everything about this life is a choice. And we can choose to be upset and go shit all over the world or... We mm -hmm. take good care of ourselves and we hope that our discipline and our structure that we create in our little lives, mm -hmm. like the, the little bit that we can control, which yeah. for some people, it's not even their bodies, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that will get you so much further in this life. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's I like do. positivity is magnetic. Well, it's magnetic, but you, you keep mentioning it, the discipline. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that people don't understand about discipline. One of them is it makes life easier. Yes. Because you, you, start, you start having control over those things you've been clamoring to control, mm -hmm. but you're not going at it trying to control it. You're going at it trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. And then gradually those things start to fall under control. And mm -hmm. it's really strange. Yeah. Because even I know discipline is good. Mm -hmm. I know it's good. Yes. I, we need structure. Like the human likes discipline. Oh, I love it. But try to convince somebody who's undisciplined 
that discipline will help them mm -hmm. is very difficult, yep. right? And it's because I think, just like me, I was wrapped up in the, all the bullshit, right? Wrapped up in whatever story I was telling myself yep. about everybody else and me um, until something changed, yep. right? That catalyst that even in recovery, I was sober for a long time before I decided to meditate um, because I didn't know I needed to. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know, I didn't even, oh, I definitely didn't know what I didn't know. And, and now, we're afraid of what we don't know, which is oh, hilarious because it's like, what is there to be afraid of if you don't know? Fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But really not really. Nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> There's so, nothing to be afraid of. That's right. We, yeah. we could see that, right? Yeah. I think, but in that. In Easier that, said than done. Yeah. And in that panic state where we're not feeling good and we're at our lowest, mm -hmm. right? We're just learning these tools. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's easy to forget that other people haven't had them. Totally. Right? And Yes. Yeah. And being part of AA for me when I came into the fellowship, that's really what it did. Mm -hmm. Like it, re it, it reminded me that, okay, first of all, your business is your business. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing AA taught me was mm -hmm. you don't have a right <laughs> to sit in here and judge anybody because we're all the fucking same. Yeah. And that really hit right? home. Yeah. I know. I know. And when you can do that all day, yeah. every single day. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful <sighs> life it is. And, yeah. and like I say, and, it's easier said than done because I'm sure there will be somebody who hears us speak of this like magic thing mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't come overnight and it doesn't stop. That's why it's a practice. Yeah. Everything about my life is a sacred practice and yeah. I, it's like flossing my teeth. I'm in avoidance of gingivitis <laughs> the same way that I am with my meditation practice. Mm -hmm. It's like mental floss. It's yeah. just like, you know, like you got to yeah. kind of trim the bullshit aside and, and that, that stands you in line with the rest of us. Like mm -hmm. I don't know that um, like it's funny sometimes like some of the people that I've taught over the years and been taught by like there are people that I hold in such high regard but I also know that like if I picture them like blowing ass on the toilet I'm like oh right they're people too <laughs> and then I have like and then there's like people that I feel like they look up to me for mm -hmm. something and I'm like I'm not even like yeah. profound or interesting and and I think people will go then the stake will be that you go in search of something you'll you'll do did you ever read the book Ishmael mm-hmm such a good book, but mm -hmm. it's like teacher seeking people with an mm -hmm. earnest desire to start from scratch or to learn. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like where you go in search of like teachers or things or like it's mm -hmm. like something just like it clicks and yeah. it sets you off, but it's not really that. It's a practice over yeah. and over and over, over again. It's again. like flossing is a non-negotiable yeah. if you want to keep your teeth. Yep. Uh, it's the same thing with your discipline. Mm -hmm. And discipline, it creates, it has in my life, in my experience, created yeah such freedom, mm -hmm. right? It's like getting the dishes done after dinner. So in the morning, you don't have a big pile of shit stinking in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's in the little things. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, but that's another, maybe what time, how much time are we at? Hour and 20. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's where we'll tr try to leave it. Maybe somewhere. God, now I just lost it again. Fuck. <laughs> we were talking about discipline. Yeah. Dishes. Dishes. dishes yes. The little things. So like, the idea of coping with an unmanageable life is to focus on the little things we can do, right? Mm -hmm. And and not focus or spend too much time worrying about things we can't do. It's right? not about the control. It's how do you manage yourself around it? Yeah, exactly. Yourself as in yourself. Yeah. I don't mean... Ego self. Ego self. I yeah. mean, how do you manage yourself around that which you cannot control? Yeah. And when you recognize that you're not in control here, it almost makes it all easy. Mm -hmm. It, yeah. just, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, you just breathe better about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, slow your breath down. You got a limited mm -hmm. number, man. Don't hurry up. 
Yeah, it's fucking liberating too. Yeah. Once it, like, and it's funny because once quit sucking in, take off your bra. Yeah, something something ride. changed, and I can sense it in you too, and I can sense it in other people who meditate regularly that something's different. Mm -hmm. There's like a lack of worry. Mm -hmm. There's it's almost like finding the most faithful Muslim or Christian or um, devotee of any kind. Devotee of any kind. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Uh, you could see I was having trouble with that. I appreciate it. Yes, totally. But I, I agree because I'm a devotee to my thing, mm -hmm. and which is why I respect your thing. Yeah, totally. I respect you. I love you. Humanity. I am in love. It is so funny that we feel that I, I can definitely relate to that feeling mm -hmm. it, uh, from meditation and from doing other things, but I could never relate to that feeling as a Christian. Yeah. Like back in the day when yeah. I was a Christian and I, I just, you never, I never felt that. Yep. I never did. I but felt it from my parents because mm -hmm. my parents were loving it always, but not from everybody. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Christianity has, and I, I won't speak with the other ones because I don't know shit about them. Ditto. Yeah. But so, but Christianity has a separation. Mm -hmm. There's a definite separation between you and others. Yeah. Like, and it's divisive on purpose, mm -hmm. right? Because that's how you control people. You get them against each yes. other, then you can fucking hammer them. Which, right? uh, like, to religion's credit, I think that all of them, if you pick them mm -hmm. all apart, like, I've, I've creeped the Quran, I've looked at the Torah, mm -hmm. I've looked at the Holy Bible, I have studied yoga philosophy, I have watched every and any documentary on mm -hmm. whatever kind of fundamentalist group out there exists, and it's like, ultimately, everybody's just trying to feel better. That's exactly it. Right? So, like, I think that it's important that we have yep. a thing, and that could be your God. That yep. My version of God happens to be outside, mm -hmm. and it's bigger than me, and it's not something that is, like... It's not, I, I can't label it. It's mm -hmm. just, it is what it is. It, it is this experience that yep. I would say is God for me. Um, they me have well. such value and such mm -hmm. power. And I think that just anchor yourself to something. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. It could be that you swim. Mm -hmm. Yep, right, try swimming. Now you go swimming. And that's yep. the thing that you do that's yours, that's good for you, that feels good. Totally. It's, it's funny because even like, even atheists can do it, mm -hmm. right? Like even, because yeah. I have friends that are atheists and man, they just do, they just live. They're yeah. just living. They're trying to be good humans, mm -hmm. but they're just living trying to be good humans. Yep. Just right? make it sacred. It doesn't matter who you totally. give it to or what it's about or who you talk to when you go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. Just make it sacred. I love it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to end, eh? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like I like talked your face off, but like you kind of <sighs> like opened it. the forum and like I was like, I didn't know what I was going to share, but welcome to my life story. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I think I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. So yeah, definitely not. I mean, but that's another thing that comes when people are just like, eh, here I am. Yeah. Like Welcome you, to meeting me. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sure you're happy to meet me. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are super not. <laughs> totally. I'm going to piss somebody off somewhere, yeah. but like, I love you. Yeah. I'm sorry I made you mad. I love you. I, I, we love you all out there. Yeah. And if we made you mad, well, maybe you should think about that. Take a deep breath. <laughs> it's not about me. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to take any responsibility for it. Every yeah. stand-up comic out there knows not that I'm a stand-up comic by any stretch, but I think I'm kind of funny. Pretty funny. Everybody knows that you're not going to be for everybody. That's right. right? And I, I literally am drowning in dudes that mm. think I'm hilarious. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that because it feels good right yep. now. You stick with it. Yeah. Just do it. Maybe one of these days, if you guys want to come learn from me, you could come to. I teach at my boyfriend's spot. Um, you can come learn from me there if you wanted mm. to. Uh, or if you wanted to try jujitsu or MMA, you're welcome. Man, I don't, I'm very interested. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just come let it all hang out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the whole process, but like I have my back is welded into my pelvis, basically. You're fine. We'll work on it. That's yeah. all you got. You just got to show up. The hardest belt to get is your white belt. So just walk mm -hmm. in the door. Twice. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, that's all it is. Just show up with your breath and your body. And, and do you have to like tell people your injuries when you come in? Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, like, yeah. please yeah. don't fucking break my back again. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't just like feed you to the lions day one. Just like throw you in the pit and be like, here's all our professional fighters. Best so, of luck out so there. So you Let's actually spend. have some nice people there then. I have the yeah. nicest people on yeah. my team. I have an incredible group of men that I am supported by. And my, my dude is like, he's an exceptional athlete and mm -hmm. a hell of a man. So yeah. He'll, he'll well, he's obviously got lots of discipline too. Yeah, 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 he's he's uh, pretty rad. Cool. Yeah, so well, come visit. Nikki, thank you so much. Thank you. This yeah. was rad. It was this rad was really to have fun. Have a full blown heart to heart with a stranger. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so strange, like, and it's so weird what happens throughout the process too, right? Like mm -hmm. where I could even feel it at some point in time where I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is easy. Yeah, I, I felt that too. Yeah. I was just like, oh nice. Sharing. It was like the room went whoop. Yeah. All right, now we're cool. Yeah, we changed the. The steez. We did. We got rid of that crematorium smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <they> farted. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are Jen's friend. You yeah. are definitely one of her friends. Yeah. So bless her. Thank you, Jen, for yeah, setting this up. Totally. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thanks a bunch. This was rad. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.